0: The thrillers by the Book Club podcast.
1: I'm Chelsea. And I'm Olivia. And we are so excited to be talking to you today about thrillers.
0: I just want to um, say, yes. in the time what? that we have not been recording, I have yeah. watched so many shows.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, and documentaries. Oh, good. Okay.
0: Okay. Yes. Like, so well, many. F- like,
1: Tell me, so tell funny. me about like
0: what stands out to you. What's your favorite? Like, what were you All right. getting into? So I caught up finally. I watched House of Hammer, which was oh
1: oh, oh my yeah. gosh,
0: right? oh my gosh, like mind like, blowing. I also yes. love that you told me
1: this in like September I know. Of last year. I immediately I know. watched it, and you're just know. getting
0: to it. The thing <laughs> is, is I wanted to watch it back then, but what happened like i didn't have hbo or something oh yeah oh, yeah yeah never it was streaming on i didn't have it i don't know but i finally got around to it it was insane, insane. Uh, loved it so kind yeah. of just going back in time for that one but i also watched um the documentary about jared from subway oh what my god it? it's so upsetting it, it was so I, upsetting. I'm not going to lie. I watched the first two parts, but not the last one because it was so uh-huh. disgusting. I was like, yeah. this is disturbing me.
1: I watched the whole thing um, and was just like – Disturbing. Uh, because it was disturbing. I mean,
0: whoo. Yeah. It upsetting. was really upsetting. Trigger like, warnings fact- all around. Here's the thing, like, the fact that that reporter tried to go undercover, I was like, girl, what are you trying oh to God. do? Just be like, hey, oh do you – are you into this? Like, what what are you doing? Like, the it was whole, so weird. All of it was so upsetting. And,
1: like, how – the so the woman, she's, like, dating Jared kind of. Yes. Whatever. and yes. It, And recording conversations with him. Yes. And they are just, like, gross. It's they're, so gross. It's so disgusting. It's so disgusting. It was. um." Incredibly upsetting, disturbing. and I don't know how yeah. she just like kept a straight face. Like,
0: how did was she know. just like cool? I'm just gonna keep going with this because no, oh my I god! Know. And she's like, I'll come over to your apartment, and then she's like, I felt unsafe, and you're like, Yeah, duh. Like, yeah, what no are you shit, talking dude. about? You should have oh known that. And then you get there, and you're like, I didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, who? Like, of course. Oh, Why would my you? god?
1: It was yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's really it's a very interesting look because I didn't know how how big the case was against him. Like I knew yeah. that he had like some stuff, but like I didn't understand until yeah. this documentary, like he went to other countries to like have Ugh. interactions and just like
0: it's it's disgusting. It's disgust it's very upsetting. Okay, so you yeah. watched that one. So I watched that one. I also watched the one on Bama Rush. Have you seen that one? It's no, about that one like- I haven't seen. It, I mean, I didn't think you would have honestly, but yeah. it was about like all I was these like, girls. No, I don't think that's like, true crime. It's not, but it was dramatic. It was about like all these girls rushing sororities at the University of Alabama. I don't know, yeah, uh, Alabama yeah. school, and then like how hard it is, and you know like what you have to do to get in and that everyone getting upset that like there even was a documentary because they were scared that like some stuff would come out or something it was really yeah. interesting um but it was just following like the journey of these girls trying to get into sororities and like how there's good sororities and like less good sororities and it was crazy oh that is crazy yeah, so I watched that one um, I obviously started from the beginning of Vanderpump Rules After there was that whole late oh, that's drama right. thing yeah. yeah, so I started watching that um, Because obviously, why wouldn't I? Uh, it's going okay I feel like I have to have a lot of stamina to get through it Because I really don't care at all anymore But I'm like, you, you gotta <laughs> You were like, in, I just you know? wanted
1: to understand what was going on in that moment
0: And so like, right, you and know it's going to get seasons. good later Yeah, yeah. wow, wow Yes, there's ten You're seasons, tonight. and I'm like, <laughs> I, I hate it. I'm suffering so much, but I have to do it. I have to. So I'm so way. You can like, fully,
1: fully enjoy and embrace the the right. S- what is it? The scandal. Yes. Whatever. Oh,
0: so good. I can't wait till I get to the new season. But until then, I'm like, I I don't care. Like, Brutal. Stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that. Um. What else? I've been wanting to watch i don't know if it's a documentary or a show but it's the curious case of natalia grace have you seen oh it? i'm pretty sure it's a documentary okay um, yeah because that is that is a
1: real yeah that's a real case okay yeah
0: is that the case yeah. about the adult who like looks like a child and got adopted yes. by people okay that's my yes. i thought yes. that story freaks me out a lot it freaks me out it's too. like a psychopathic mm-hmm. adult that's the size mm-hmm. of a child and is like terrorizing her adopted family right it's just yeah 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 okay it's, cool it sounds bananas amazing so i've heard uh, like enough about the case but i haven't like
1: i don't i haven't watched the documentary yet but it, yeah i've seen yeah. that seen it on there and I'm like oh that looks good
0: okay what else so that what else what else we are watching oh we watched the documentary on woodstock 99 <laughs> um so that was cool it That's was like cool. I learned a lot about why there's never going to be another Woodstock. And I was like, yep, yeah, no, nope, right, that checks right. out. That checks out. So, you know, just that type of stuff. Um, pretty much anything on TV, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it at this point. Like, right, <laughs> I'm right. avoiding reading in a way. Like, I want to read. Dude, I get it. Not really. Sometimes yeah. you need
1: a break. Like, that's the thing. Like, we both love to read, obviously. But sometimes yeah. you just need a break away from it so that you can come back and enjoy it. Um, right. Uh, right. So, and – so I have watched a couple of things as well. One, mm-hmm. I watched the new season of Black Mirror. Okay. Have you seen that yet? I've oh
0: never seen any episode of Black Mirror. Okay.
1: Well, I'm going to tell Joe to make that happen. Oh, um, no. Okay. I know. I think that no, we he <laughs> we now text. I don't know if you know that. Now we now text about. horror I love shows. that for you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. That's, I think that's I told great. him that he, you needed to watch it, and he was like, "I okay. don't think she will." But
0: yeah, I'm not. New, he likes
1: Black Mirror though. It's really good. the The yeah. new season, I think, if you watch even just the first episode, because they don't—they're all individual episodes, so you don't have okay. to watch all of it. But the new one uh, with Annie Murphy—it's called Joan is awful. So okay. good. So, so What's good. What's it about? It is about uh, a woman named Joan who realizes all of a sudden that a TV show like on a – they use net, – it's Netflix, but the on the show it's a fictional Netflix. It's called Streamberry. But they uh, – she – when she signed over her terms and conditions, they, she signed the right to her life over. Okay. And so they use her life, what actually happens, real life in the day, and then it is like the TV show – shows it, but then it's Selma Hayek acting as Joan. So she does all these crazy things. But is she, like, super interesting or what? No, no, no. She's just, like, a normal person. And then she's, like, watching the show and it's like, what the hell? It's like she fired someone during the day and it shows, like, all the – you watch the same scenes again, but with Selma Hayek and other people acting in the same scene. It's so – it's kind of – it's meta. Like, I just – I really think as a Katherine Ryan Howard fan, I think you would enjoy this. Like, it's so meta. Okay, okay. All right. That sounds good. Uh, of, of all of the episodes, I think
0: that would be the one you'd like the most. Um, okay. I, I've i heard, like, a little bit about it. And the one that I heard about, I was like, I will never watch that. Like, that's –
1: No. There
0: are some it, episodes way outside. No. like It was it something about a bunch of animals in, like, Parliament. It
1: was – Yeah. Nope. Nope. That's the sick. first episode. You okay, don't, great. You don't want That's the one
0: yeah. that I heard about, and I was like, I I don't – I don't no. like this in any watch- way. Watch –
1: yeah, yeah. So in this in the new season, watch the first episode. Joan is awful. It is really, really good. Okay. Um and then Selma Hayek comes on and she realizes like she had sold her image. And then Joan did all these terrible things. So Selma Hayek mm-hmm. did all these terrible things on the oh, show. Uh-huh. And then okay. she's they're like trying to get it to stop. It's like it's a whole it's just
0: yeah. It's good. All right. It's good. It sounds okay. I I might watch it. Okay. Well, yes. So that yes. was one thing, mm-hmm. and
1: then um, I also my niece was here last yes. week, and I took her to Mo Pop, which is the museum it? of pop culture. It, it's yes. really good. It's a great little museum. Um, but we went down to the horror section where Ooh. they have like actual props and stuff from horror movies, and which is super cool, and just like statistics about uh, horror movie serial killers, like. Freddie and jason and you know texas chainsaw massacre all that yeah stuff. so that was really cool and when we were looking at it i realized i have never seen the movie blade okay which everybody i mean it is apparently a very big horror movie okay I, so i don't know i haven't seen it yet but there was a lot of stuff there so i was like i guess i should watch this and i talked you to i uh, said that to joe and he was like yes no you have to watch it and I was like, he's all right seen then.
0: every movie so yeah yeah he'll, he'll tell you he always Um, tries to tell me what to watch and i'm like "Uh uh-huh maybe (laughs) yeah i mean yeah
1: no i like it now because now i get like the best the new suggestions for horror movies i don't really pay that much attention to what's coming out but now i get them directly and i'm like yes thank you thanks so much appreciate that (laughs) um but it was really cool in MoPop. They talk about like what really is horror and how it starts with fear. Mm. And so I took a picture of this like uh, display that they had, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how fear is the anticipation that something is about to occur and the anxiety that it's going to be terrible. So it's a basic, it's a part of our basic biological makeup, evolving alongside humanity as a primal survival instinct. And fear mm. keeps us alive and competitive as a species on a larger scale, fear guards us against the breakdown of society and culture by reinforcing behaviors that are biologically advantageous. And then when the things we fear actually happen, we experience horror. And horror Mm. is the dark realization and subsequent revulsion that the world is now fundamentally, shockingly, and permanently altered. And I thought that was such an interesting... interesting. Uh Yeah. It felt very, very interesting to me about like really what is fear and the purpose of it. And then... What is the difference between fear and horror? Um, right. So no,
0: that's I like that a yeah. lot. That actually makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. So it was pretty cool. And then the other thing that I have been so into, like last night, I fell asleep to it, and I'm going to watch it as soon as today is over. I have been watching like uh, sunken ship treasure hunting uh, documentaries. What? So like I'm, I'm like I'm not as interested in the, like, Titanic or the, um, yeah. you know, any of, the, like, the more, like, newer metal ships, I'm, like, these really old, like, the ships, like, Christopher wooden. Columbus style, uh-huh. the wooden ships and all of this, like, I think that's so fascinating, and I, like, I don't have a fear of open water, but all of a sudden when I was watching these, I was like, oh my God, maybe I do because I was feeling like how terrifying to be in the middle of nowhere, middle of nothing. And then you're on this, like, this is all you're on is this wooden thing. Like how crazy. And then they're also transporting like millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of stuff, like coins and metals. And it's just the whole thing. So like, obviously
0: pirates are going to come because they're like, it's free money all i have she, to do yeah, is go for out sure. there and get this yeah. free
1: money yeah i was in the 100%. i was starting to watch a pirate um documentary last night and i fell asleep so i'm going to watch it again today but i don't know why like I, obviously like we saw that the whole titanic thing then the um the ocean gate that went down yeah and so maybe that's kind of where it came from but suddenly then we started watching for from that to shark videos and then all of a sudden of course. Thing I knew I was like into these treasure hunting and I was like I'm so into this
0: yeah it's done it's your new <laughs> yeah. thing it's my new thing it's gonna be my yeah. whole new personality no that freaks <laughs> me out too because you're literally like if anything happens you're stuck you know like and mm-hmm. back then there was no inflatable Nothing. rafts or nope. like You know all Mm -hmm. that stuff. It was kind of just like, well, Mm. bye, (laughs) bye, yeah. We made it to nowhere. I don't know. It's freaky.
1: It's crazy. So, and one of the um, one of the ones I was watching, there's over a thousand shipwrecks off of the Florida Keys, and there's over two thousand in this like uh, in this strait or whatever between uh, England and Netherlands or Norway or whoever the dutch is okay obviously i'm not very well versed in this it, it but doesn't whatever. matter whatever <laughs> it's just like this really
0: small area that they have over two thousand yeah. sunken ships from and it's like so. wouldn't everyone everyone go there and be like where was my treasure
1: i mean you would think but i don't know because would. i think that this i
0: i don't know i don't know but i they don't discovered- understand it's like you know there's treasure there so go get your treasure like what I don't – So, well, one of the ones I was watching
1: was that it was with the – I think it was with the East India Trading Company, and it Mm -hmm. was a newer ship. It wasn't like kind of the the super old, but – or no, no, sorry. Let me back up. It wasn't East India. It was the – in World War II, they were having this ship that was going from um, Germany or Russia back over to England, and they had all of this, like, money on it, like a ton of money that was really going to, like, do a lot of financing, Mm -hmm. and so – they The ship was attacked by other ships like hit cannons in it, and it, but it wouldn't sink. So then England had to actually sink their own ship knowing how much money they put on it. To save it. Ju- to save, yeah, to save it to make sure that the Nazis did not get their money. Yeah. And so they sunk it. And then even in the last couple of years, they just went back and got it. What the like, heck? I don't know. Right? I would go back but literally, literally the next day. Like what in They didn't
0: have the technology, though. Think about that, though. They didn't. Yes. Leave one person out there to mark the spot and make them tread water and then go and come back with like a free diver that can dive super deep and go down and get your money. But they didn't. Back then, they didn't have that. They didn't have the ability to do that. Well, then they should just let the people take their money because then they could (laughs) just take it back. Like, what the? I don't. Just give it to them and then get it back later. But
1: it's fascinating to me.
0: I just was what? like, "Oh my god, this is so crazy!" Anyway, that's what I'm making been doing. me want to watch the Pirates of the Caribbean movies really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love those movies so much, and I love like the atmosphere in them. They're yeah. so fun. I kind of want to yeah. watch them now. Maybe I will. Maybe that'll be yeah. my thing this week.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. So good, thank um, you. Well, I'll thank I'll continue mind. to watch pirate documentaries, and you watch Pirates Great. of the Caribbean.
0: <laughs> Great. Yeah, I don't want to see any real life. I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> fake Orlando Bloom being a pirate. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. And then right. I found out, oh my god, another thing I learned was
1: there are two famous women pirates, because um, there weren't very many. One was named Mary Reed and the other one was named Annie Bonnie. And just like the okay. things that they did. And they both ended up um being caught and sentenced to death but they both got off of death row because they were both pregnant so nice. they let them live one of them died in childbirth and then the other oh. one like nobody ever nobody knows whatever happened to her it's like it's just a mystery she just was I love it like yeah.
0: I'm like, oh Good my God, so
1: fascinating. And I was so excited because like they had to be pretend to be men to be on the ship, right. And then they like met each other and they were like, oh, hey, no, I'm a woman. You're a woman too. Okay, cool. They
0: like, knew. They knew <laughs> so immediately. Cool. Men are stupid yeah. and men are like, oh, it's another man. And another woman's like, no, nah, <laughs> no. No, that, that's man. not it. Yeah.
1: It, it was just <laughs> fascinating. I've been finding it very fascinating. Um, so listeners, if you're interested in pirate <laughs> treasure <laughs> or pirate like
0: stories – just DM me because I probably will yeah. want to talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Love it. You're yes. you're using so, your time wisely.
1: Am I? Am I? Yeah. It's funny. I was telling a friend today. Like I've had to have a, like a little bit of a come to Jesus with myself of like, okay, we need to sit down, think about mm-hmm. the priorities in life, and actually like refocus because I feel like I've just been on this month long wild vacation from life which i haven't been but i've just Mm -hmm. like barely been floating and so i'm like okay let's get like let's get things back together
0: find time to read find time Mm -hmm. to do a podcast right i haven't touched my book in weeks so it's just but also like maybe your priorities are pirate documentaries now this is it is that's my number one priority is a pirate documentary. so (laughs) you should not feel bad about that i don't i don't see a problem to be honest. Thank you. Thank I think you. You're, you're making right. very wise choices personally, <laughs> but I am an enabler, so you can't trust anything I say. I appreciate that. Yeah.
1: It's going to really sure. help me with my future dreams yeah. and
0: plans. Maybe you'll write so a, pirate a pirate book. Pirate. You, Maybe your, you never, your book will be no. about pirates. You never done know. We love pirates, so I'm I'm there fine you know. with it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So funny. Love it. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, should we do pub day? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Okay. All right, so today is July eleventh, and I have six books I'll be highlighting today. Wow! Um, Yeah, we got a handful out today. Um, Hold on, one second. Had like a thing in the back of my throat. Okay, anyway, no,
0: I get it. It's a popcorn kernel (laughs) from a long time ago. It always Mm -hmm. is. You eat popcorn once, and then like the rest of your life, that kernel lives within your mouth, and you can never get it out. And later, you find it, and you're just like, I haven't had popcorn for like two months, and. Colonel. okay anyway I mean I don't maybe that's you know <laughs> no you know that okay listeners if that's ever happened to you dm me not because true. I know it's Two true later I mean on. I don't know how I don't know anything about time but it feels like a good amount <laughs> of time later about time. it's for sure not the same day I will say it's yes. a different week. the next yes. day at least the next day minimum yes. a day maximum maybe I'll give like you that week. Yeah. I'll give you that. But I don't floss enough, so that could be why, too. I was just going to say that's probably like that's what you just told us. (laughs) Right. I'm not a flosser. I mean, it's just like with what free time, you know? Anyway. I mean, who has time for that? Anyway. No one.
1: Okay. Pub Day, July 11th. There are six books I'm covering today. The first is called Deadfall by Brad Thor. This is from Atria slash Emily Bessler Books. Um, Mm -hmm. This is the 22nd book in the Scott Harvest uh, series. This is a military thriller. So if you like those, guess what? Your new Brad Thor is out.
0: The next one is
1: An Evil Heart by Linda Castillo from Minotaur Books. This is number 15 in the Kate Burkholder series, which is a police Mm. procedural.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then All the Demons Are Here by Jake Tapper from Little Brown, which is a political thriller.
0: I love the title. I love it.
1: yeah, I, I do like that title as well. If you're interested in mil- military political thrillers, you've got some good ones, good police procedural. Now let's get down to some of our psychological thrillers. Yes. Okay. So I actually think this one might technically be horror, not 100% sure, but the n- book I'm going to give you some highlights on is called Dead of Winter by Darcy
0: Coates. Oh, from, yeah, from I've been Pen wanting Press. to read that.
1: Dar- Darcy Coates is an excellent writer. She's yes. fantastic. Okay, so this is There Are Eight Strangers, One Killer, Nowhere Left to Run. Krista has always been anxious, but at this moment, life seems oh so hopeful with her hand in Kiernan's as the bus tour bus climbs a narrow road up the side of the Rockies. Blue skies turn bitterly cold mid-afternoon as a blizzard pushes through the group of eight strangers out of their bus and to take shelter in an abandoned hunting cabin. Deep in the night, their tour guide goes missing, only to be, to be discovered then the following morning, His severed head impaled on a large pine tree outside Mm -hmm. the cabin. Eight drops to seven and it becomes clear that someone in the group is killing for sport.
0: Here's the thing. And like, let's just talk about the logistics of a head being impaled on a large pine tree. So like, let's think about that really quickly. Large pine tree has got to be like six feet around. How would you impale a head?
1: Maybe it's tall. Maybe it's just, a, just like a taller kind of pine I said tree. said large. They
0: didn't say tall. They, they did did said say, large.
1: They did say – okay. Well,
0: you know what? I'm just Maybe saying Darcy like –
1: Maybe can answer this for, question for us. Oh, we need
0: to just read it and find out. You want to think about like the Game of Thrones style and head impalement, which is normal. You oh, know, right, As right, we all right. do. But that's on a spike. It's not on a large tree. I just – I'm very curious, but okay. I'm interested to see how
1: that will work too. But yeah. – Either way, yeah. I mean, if you're in a group of eight and then a severed head shows up,
0: I feel like I'm going to be like, mm, Oh, for great. sure. I'm so. not going to study it that well to know the logistics, but <laughs>
1: I'm not
0: there now, so I can do what I want.
1: <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. okay. The The next one, this has been on my highly anticipated list for such a long time. I pre-ordered it, so I've been waiting till I get the pre-ordered book in hand, Thicker Than Water by Megan Collins from Patriot mm-hmm. Books. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. For me, Megan Hollins can do no wrong, so Mm -hmm. I'm super super excited about this. You're going to love it, I think. I I have a feeling, too. Julia and Sienna Larkin are sisters-in-law, connected by Julia's husband and Sienna's brother, Jason. More than that, the two are devoted best friends and business partners, believing that theirs is a uniquely unbreakable bond. To Sienna, her protective brother can do no wrong, and although Julia knows he's not perfect, they've built a comfortable life and family together. Recently, Jason has been putting in long hours to secure a promotion at work, so when his boss is found brutally murdered, his lips sewn shut, the Larkins are shocked Mm -hmm. and unsettled, especially as gossip swirls. A few days later, Julia and Sienna's lives are upended when Jason gets into a car accident and is placed in a medically induced coma. Worse, the police arrive with the news that he's the prime suspect in the murder investigation. With Jason unable to respond, and with Julia and Sienna working to clear his name, the two women find their friendship threatened for the first time. Sienna staunchly maintains her brother's innocence, but as their investigation uncovers a complicated web of secrets, Julia is less sure she's willing to defend her husband. Ooh. Can I just
0: tell you a spoiler about this book? It's not really a spoiler. Okay. Um, yeah. But Sienna is a dick. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> As you're talking, I'm like, I truly hated her so hard. And now oh, all the feelings are coming back of rage. And like, Sienna, literally just go away. Like, I don't <laughs> like you at all. So maybe you Ooh. won't think that. You probably will. But uh, it'll be interesting to see because she's like one of the main characters, but yet so, so annoying. So I'm very interested okay. to see. Like, it, okay. it doesn't up, like bother the book. It's just her yeah. personality. I'm like, ew, you're – trash and I hate you so we'll see (laughs) okay well yeah we will see this is definitely um
1: so as as soon as I have this book in my hot little hands I'm planning to read it and then planning to review here because I just love cannot wait the last one for today is a likable woman by Mae Cobb from Berkeley Mm-hmm. Um, after her troublemaker mother's mysterious death Kira fled her wealthy Texas town And never looked back Now decades later Kira is invited to an Old frenemy's vow renewal celebration Though she's reluctant to go There are things pulling her home like chilled wine and days spent by the pool, which honestly, I'm down for that. It would be really nice right now. Fair, Um, Like Sexy Jack, her childhood crush. But more important are the urgent texts from her grandmother who says she has something for Kira, something related to her mother's death, something that make it look an awful lot like murder. When her grandmother gives Kira a memoir that her mother had been working on before she died, Kira is drawn into the past and all the sizzling secrets that come along with it. With few allies left in her gossipy country club town, Kira turns to Jack for help. As she gets closer to, s- to discovering what and who might have brought her mother brought about her mother's end, it becomes clear that someone wants the past to stay buried, and they might come after Kira next. Mm. I feel like this mm-hmm. is giving me real housewives with murder vibes, and I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, Which is kind of yeah. Hunting I'm I agree. That sounds very good. So congratulations, authors, on the release of your books. And listeners, I hope you found something new to pick
0: up this week. Um, ooh, and Chelsea, ooh, ooh. we have a special show today. We do. So we're we doing do. something kind of different. So we different. each mm-hmm. picked one of our favorite authors that we love, and we've read, like, all their books. And mm-hmm. we're going to rank them for you for from least best, like, the 4.5 to 5. Because yeah. here's the thing. If it's your favorite author – All their books are amazing. But sometimes people will be like, hey, who? Like, what book should I read? What's the best one from this author? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. good thing I ranked them in my mind so I can tell you. (laughs) So it's so easy. It's so good. Okay, anyway, you guys probably know I'm doing Riley Sager. Love Riley Sager. Honestly, I know. And he was on our episode. I just did an episode about him. Honestly, I'm not obsessed with you, Riley. I just –
1: I can't stop talking listen, about you. I am feeling the exact same way because listen, mine is Jennifer Hillier. Last yeah. week, our guest talked yeah. about Jennifer
0: Hillier. I talked yeah. about her
1: the week before, and I know next week one of our guests is talking
0: about her. So we and talked just, like, about really loving. Yeah. No, look it. That's what it is. Um, I don't care. It's favorite authors. That's yes. we're the boss it's of happening. our podcast. So, <laughs> all right. So my okay. number seven. So he, Riley Sager, has seven books. And my number seven book is The House Across the Lake. Um, Mm -hmm. This book, uh, The House Across the Lake is a mix of like rear window and woman in the window, but kind of like on steroids because it uses the classic trope of an alcoholic woman who is spying on her neighbors. And then, you know, she's like, oh, is this true? Is this not true? Do I remember right? Am I drunk? That whole thing. So it's about Casey, who's a recently widowed actress, staying at her lake house to avoid publicity. When she meets her neighbor, who's a supermodel, she saves her from drowning, and Casey starts to become obsessed with watching her neighbors through her binoculars <laughs> across the lake. So,
1: so she see- window,
0: it's very right, very exactly. On point. Yeah. She sees all this tension in her marriage, and then. Of course, the woman, Catherine, disappears. And Casey's like, obviously, the husband did it. Because, of course. Because, so, of course. the But, okay. So, here's my thoughts. By the description, it's very obvious everything about this book, you think. But, actually, no. So, it's not necessarily the trope of, like, an unstable woman who sees something that no one believes. Because it is. But, just for a while... Um, and then something else happens that you literally are like, where did this come from? I never would have guessed <laughs> this. As nothing – oh, my goodness. Like, I'm so, I am was so shocked. It's a total left turn. Yeah. Yes. And so up until that point, I will say it was, like, a little bit slow for me, um, which is why it's number seven because it is, like, kind of similar to other books with that trope. Um, but then, yeah, no, it totally turns into something else. It's very unexpected where you don't know what's going to happen. There was a lot of buildup, great writing, good twists, um, and I think a lot of people who have read it are are shocked by the wild ending. So mm-hmm. yes, that is The House Across the Lake. All right. So for
1: Jennifer Hillier, my, she also has seven books. Oh, um, love that. Yeah, right. And also, I love that they're really good friends. And when we were recording, um, we were sitting at Thriller Fest. They, like, The two of them came r- walking around the corner and then we were interviewing someone and they turned <laughs> around and walked away. And I was like, I love that our two favorite authors just like came here and was like, hey, bye. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> anyway. Like, anywho, it's fine.
1: Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> okay. So uh, my number seven is her debut. It's called Creep. Um, And this is about a a woman. Her name is Dr. Sheila Tao. She's a professor of psychology and an expert in human behavior. um, And she teaches at Puget Sound State University, which is a made-up university. But it is set in Seattle. Also, all of her books are set in Seattle. And so I love that. Anyway, so she… Ends up like having an affair with this like very sexy, charming graduate student named Ethan, mm-hmm. and then ends up saying like, "Okay, actually, we need to end" because she gets engaged to her amazing former Green Bay Packer boyfriend. Uh, oh, what uh, Morris? Yeah, like he's a he's a big old dude. So why is she um, hooking
0: up with some rando when her boyfriend is a Green Bay
1: Packer? Like,
0: yeah. Well, girl. here's
1: why: because she's a sex addict.
0: Oh. Okay, that checks yeah. out. That checks so out. So it Sorry. actually – there is an actual reason. <laughs> no, that's fair. Okay.
1: All right. But the thing is, this is one of those situations where the um, the guy that's having the affair with someone won't let it go. He's, he won't Classic. let it go. Yeah. So he is like – he stalks her. He says that he's going to post a, a sex video of her that's going to get her fired, ruin her career. Um, And that he like tries to make her pay for rejecting him. So all of this is going on while a female student athlete is found stabbed to death. So Mm -hmm. that happens on campus. So then they start searching into like, oh, what happened to this girl? And anyway, Sheila ends up in this like, like cat and mouse game with Ethan. So yeah, that's kind of how that goes. What I liked about this was that it is gritty, it's sexy, um, getting involved with a serial killer in a taboo relationship, which I thought was fun. But this also, because it's the debut, it starts the connections of Jennifer's books. So she has books that are like their little Easter eggs in almost a a lot of them. I I wouldn't say all of them, but at least a lot of them. And I was putting some more together as I was like, putting um this together i was like oh yeah there is that character from that book so anyway in this one it features sheila Tao, who is in the second book freak and jerry isaac who is in the second book freak and jerry isaac also appears in wonderland well i will talk to him when i get to those books so yeah it's kind of the the start of the little world building
0: i love that i love when characters are like in multiple books i think it's so fun yeah me too Okay, well, um, my number six is Survive the Night, um, which, of course, it's set in the 90s, which is amazing. (laughs) That's like the best possible time setting. Um, It's about this girl. Her name's Charlie. She is looking for a ride home from college over like a break, and she meets Josh at this rideshare board, and they decide to travel together since they're going the same way, But Charlie is very paranoid. Her roommate, Maddie, was recently murdered by this serial killer, the campus killer. So she's super paranoid, obviously. But yet somehow she's like, yes, a stranger? I'll go with you. Which I'm like, how paranoid are you, Charlie? Because, I mean whatever um and she also has this thing where she treats real life like a movie so like sometimes her brain will go off and she'll imagine like these vivid scenes that seem real and then they're not real like her therapist is like oh they're hallucinations and she's had them since both of her parents were killed in a car crash so now she's on this road trip with a stranger she's not sure who she signed up to be in a car with. She starts to like get paranoid and think there's more to Josh than she thought. Um, I, like I said, I loved the setting. I love the time period. The nineties nostalgia was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked Charlie as a main character and the film aspects and the movie references made it really interesting and enjoyable for me. And it the, yep. the attention built really well, Even though at there was some points where you're like, Charlie, you're so dumb. Like Like, honestly. What are you doing? Like (laughs) she's supposed to be a super strong character, but she's also kind of weak in a way because she has a lot of flaws that make her likable, but it's like yeah, annoying also. Um, It also makes you want to strangle her. It's really Yeah. Where you're just like (laughs) I like you, but also like, come on. (laughs) Like I know it's the nineties, but be smart. Um the car I like that the car ride puts you essentially in a locked room setting um because there's like barely any main characters you know there's only certain people involved so it's it feels like locked room um i i did like it had a great storyline about the fact that like women are afraid to be impolite and they mm-hmm. like sometimes you won't get yourself out of unsafe situations cuz you're scared to be rude yes were yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to. Especially inconvenience during you. that time in the '90s. Yeah. It was like very,
1: still, women were still very much like we were not doing a fuck politeness situation.
0: <laughs> no, no, definitely. Not. It was like, oh, I. Well, women are supposed to be quiet and polite, and yeah. I don't want to inconvenience anyone, even when you're like, this is clearly a weird yeah. situation. Um. So right. I I did like that um aspect. So yeah, that was um Survive the Night. Nice. So my number 6 is
1: little secrets. And um Love it. this this is about have you read this one?
0: Yes. I don't even know if
1: you've read any of the Okay. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. So this is about uh Marin. She has a perfect life. She's married to a college sweetheart. She has a, a chain of upscale hair salons. Her husband runs his own company. They live in Seattle where it's like they live a like Happy little life here, and then one day, uh, Marin is at Pike Place Market, and her son is kidnapped, Sebastian, and her entire world falls apart. Um, and so a year later, Marin is still looking. The FBI search has gone cold, so her son's still missing after a year. The publicity's faded. Her and her husband, like, have really run into problems. She hires a PI to pick up where the police left off, and that PI is Valerie Castro, who is the main character in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love that, again, tying some things together. Um, And what she learns is that Derek is having an affair with a younger woman. And so now not only is her child missing, but her husband's having an affair with this, like, hot little minx or (sighs) whatever. Come on,
0: Derek. I know Derek, get your shit together It's like um, the one horrible thing And you just think you can do whatever you want and you can't
1: <laughs> No, you cannot. So for me, this was the first Jennifer Hillier book I read and I loved it. Um, I really like that it's inside the head of a woman who's going through Mm -hmm. one of the worst things that can happen to a parent, a child disappearing, Mm -hmm. and you see how her story unfolds and the ways the men in her life impact her. It's very – it's just so well done. The ending shocked me. I remember having a visceral feeling when the kid was kidnapped at Pike Place Market and then a visceral feeling again when she starts to interact with Kenzie and then again at the end of the book made my stomach drop like when we got to the um the twist at the end so it was just like if you are a mother this book is gonna hit deep um but and it's
0: so it's so good it's so good it is I agree such a good one okay okay um my number five is Final Girls um which was one of the first books I've read by Riley Sager it's pretty much everyone's favorite I will say Um, It's a lot of people's favorite. Not me. Um, So this is the synopsis. Ten years ago, college student Quincy Carpenter went on a vacation with five friends and came back alone, the only survivor of a horror movie scale massacre. In an instant, she became a member of the club that no one wants to belong to, a group of similar survivors known in the press as Final Girls. There's Lisa, who lost nine sorority sisters to a college dropouts knife. Sam, who went up against the sack man during her shift at the Nightlight Inn. And now Quincy, who ran bleeding through the woods to escape Pine Cottage as the man she refers to only as him. The three girls attempt to put their nightmares behind them. And with that, one another. Despite the media's attempts, they never meet. So Quincy's doing fine. She's like taking Xanax. She's has a almost fiance Jeff she's like running a popular baking blog all these things um but she's not able to like recall the night that everything happened um and then they find that first final girl Lisa dead in her bathtub um and so the second final girl comes to Quincy so Sam comes to Quincy and is like hey I'm panicking I don't know what's happening like is someone coming for us final girls they're like Mm -hmm. terrified um the premise is really cool I love the premise I love the story the idea of final girls like the girl who survives is awesome and he did a great job um I think yeah it's it's such a great plot and he did a great job writing it I read it so fast it was so creative I yeah I loved it The only thing that made me put it at number five is I kind of figured out the ending. Um, And this being my first Riley Sager book or one of my first, I was like, man, I wanted to be surprised. Yeah. Um, So that was the only thing that I was like, man, I wish I wouldn't have guessed what was going to happen, but still really good. Lots of amazing characters and plot points. I, I love, I loved the characters. And so, yeah, number five is Final Girls. Fantastic, fantastic book. Yeah.
1: Okay, my number five is her latest book, Things We Do in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this book, if you haven't checked it out, you really should. Um, it is about when Paris Peralta is arrested in her own bathroom, she's covered in blood, holding a straight razor, and her celebrity husband is dead in the bathtub behind her. She knows she's going to be charged with murder. as bad as this looks it's not what worries her the most with the unwanted media attention now surrounding her it's only a matter of time before someone from her long hidden past recognizes her and destroys the new life she's worked so hard to build along with any chance of a future So 25 years earlier, Ruby Reyes, known as the Ice Queen, was convicted of a similar murder in a trial that riveted Canada in the early 90s. Reyes knows who Paris really is, and when she's unexpectedly released from prison, she threatens to expose all of Paris' secrets. Left with no other choice, Paris must finally confront the dark past she's escaped once and for all, because the only thing worse than a murder charge are two murder charges. Mm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah and then 3 and then 4 and but yeah, then 5 right, 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 and then right. 6 yeah okay so i i love this book
1: um finding out paris's past and her and her story mm-hmm. why her husband is dead her own past it it's going to leave readers with a lot of feels um i think this is a really what i love about this book is that i can see the um because I ha- between creep and here, you can see the progression in Jennifer's writing. It's like mm-hmm. it's so, and it almost is like now. There's like more messages. There's more of yeah. like something that you're trying to say. We're examining something like a bigger picture. And maybe that was more of the case in the early ones, but I feel like I feel it more in these ones, um, which is excellent. So this feels to me as an intimate look at toxic relationships, both in terms of family and in who we choose to surround ourselves with. There are a lot, a lot of trigger warnings. You will feel sick to your stomach, um, but the end is super satisfying. And I really hope we get to see more of these characters in the future, especially paris's friend who is a podcaster has yes podcaster, a podcast i really want to see more of him i'm really interested yes that um, would be
0: so like that would be a good that, character to carry over
1: yeah absolutely so
0: that is number five things we do in the dark loved it okay my number four is home before dark and it's about oh, yeah. maggie yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Um, it's about mm-hmm. Maggie and her parents. They live in this old house called Bainbury Hall, um, and they actually only live there for three weeks before they leave in the middle of the night, uh, terrified. And her Maggie's dad writes this nonfiction book. It's called The House of Horrors about, like, the ghosts that lived in the house, all the scary things that happened, um, and it was kind of like an Amityville horror type situation. Yeah, Horrifying. So now um, it's in the future. And Maggie restores old homes. She can't remember anything about the book. Um, she doesn't believe it though. because She doesn't believe in ghosts, of course. So her father passes away and she inherits Bainbury Hall. And so she decides to go back and renovate it because she wants to sell it. Um, and so she goes back and she says... As she goes back, the locals are kind of, like, upset that she's there because the house got a lot of negative attention and, like, no one has wanted it because of Maggie's dad. And mm-hmm. as she starts to restore it, it is kind of creepy Um, and, like, weird things start happening. And so I I really liked the ominous feeling of this book. I mm-hmm. like – the chapters go between – maggie in the present and chapters of the book which i think is really cool yeah. and it gives you as the reader a sense of what happened in the past so super creepy i definitely got chills my heart was pounding it's like i was like i need to go sit in a room that has someone in it because i don't want to be alone <laughs> it was so it's freaky. so atmospheric yeah yeah yes it it's like the perfect type movie because it get like you can imagine the scenes and there's a lot of layers um, so I really enjoyed it, and it is number four, Home Before Dark.
1: Nice. So I uh, – somewhat of a spo- – it's not really a spoiler, but somewhat of like a, a scene that people uh, will come across in this book mm-hmm. is around snakes in the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. And – um so many snakes. Yes, I, I mean, right. But I recently saw this uh, Instagram, this reel on Instagram of a snake coming out of somebody's um, – wow. No, like their no. ceiling fan, and I was and no, like, no. I know, I know. I posted, I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna make you look. No, at thank it. you. I, I'm
0: not gonna look I, at it.
1: I, I, no! I shared it and I tagged Riley Sager, and I was like, he's never gonna see this because we know he doesn't look at this yeah. when he's tagged in. But I sent it because I was like, this just gives me so much home before drive. I
0: just truly hate it. The like ceiling. that ah. was one of the worst parts of the snakes coming out of the ceiling. I was like, goodbye. Yeah. I'm out. It was crazy. I'm out. It was crazy. I hate it. I'm having a bad time.
1: (laughs) I love that. All right. So number four for me is Freak. Freak is the sequel to Creep. Um, and so I don't want to say too much what it's about because it does kind of spoil the end of creep, but, um, there is a woman who is serving 20 years in prison for slashing as Seattle PD officers, um, Jerry Isaac's throat during, um, during a, a scene in the previous book. So the whole thing now is that it is about Jerry as he is now, he's no longer, um, on the police force, he's a retired. He's a private investigator, and he has a scarred neck and a really tortured speak. And on audio, the audio narrator does a really, really good job of representing Jerry and his voice. It gets like very oh you know, creepy. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, so it's really good. Yes. Um. So the thing is, so Jerry is called out to a scene, and he's like, "I'm not a police officer anymore. Why are you guys, or not a detective? Why are you guys calling me out here?" Because they get there, and somebody had carved into this woman's stomach. Free Abby Maddox. And Abby Maddox okay. is one of the characters from the previous book. I'm Ish. not going to go into more details than that. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. Okay. It is like – it's so – I love this because it's there's male point of view in here. It's female-driven uh, – Um, bad guys and it's fast paced. It's dark. It's gritty. Like this is, these are like the dark uh, kind of things. I don't know how to describe, but when sometimes when I think about a thriller, I want something that is going to take me into a really dark place where Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily thinking about, is there a bigger picture here? What's the the moral of the story? What am I trying to get Mm -hmm. out of it? It's just like, this is just a gritty kind of
0: action. Yeah. Um, And this book really does that for me. So. Oh, yeah. okay. That Freak sounds good. Number- okay. Um my number 3 is lock every door. No, and- that's three? Oh, that's 3? Yes, 3. That's yes, 3. Okay. 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 I know. Okay. I get it. Um <laughs> So. No visitors, no nights spent away from the apartment, no disturbing the residents who are all rich and famous. These are the only rules for Jules Larson as she starts a new job as an apartment sitter at the Bartholomew, which is one of Manhattan's most high profile and mysterious buildings. So Jules, yes, it's so creepy. She doesn't have money. She just, um, got her heart broken. She's like, I need a job. There's a perfect job. I'm going to go and apartment sit. Like, honestly, who wouldn't want to apartment sit? That sounds awesome. And so she gets, starts getting to know people in the Bartholomew and she finds out that her, well, first she meets an apartment sitter. Her name's Ingrid and she mm-hmm. reminds her of her sister who she lost many years ago. And yeah. Ingrid starts to tell her, like, hey, this place is not what you think. There's, like, a history here. And Jules is like, whatever, you're trying to scare me. But then Ingrid goes missing. And so Jules starts to search for the truth about Ingrid's disappearance. She starts to learn about the Bartholomew's past and the secrets that are there. And then she finds out that Ingrid's not the first apartment sitter to go missing. um, And other ones have gone missing in the past as well. It was crazy like this book was nothing like i thought i would have never been so shocked in my life The ending yeah. was shocking there were so yeah. many layers it was so creepy like the vibe was like eat the rich and i loved it i yeah. loved it the ending was yeah it was just so good it was so well written i loved the the whole atmosphere so i highly recommend it I would recommend. agree with you.
1: So for me, for Riley's books, it's my number one favorite. Like, hands really, down. it like I did not, I did not see the twist coming, and I no. literally think I screamed and like, tr- like threw the book and was like, "Oh my god!" Like, what the? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, like absolutely got me and yeah. just no, it was insane. blew me away. Yeah, love, I love totally it. agree with you. The and only know funny- reason.
0: Oh, why I didn't move it up to one or two is because there's like this amazing storyline about her sister who she loses mm-hmm. in the past it ha- comes into the story so much and you never get any information about it oh. which I'm like huh, okay it's like one loose end that like obviously I'm being picky because all his books yeah are you're great, being but- picky <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not having that loose end like really bothered me because there was so much made out of you know, her story oh. that it's like, yeah. why is she not tied into this? Like, there's so many ways to tie into this. And so I was very irritated at that. Like, it was still good, okay. but I was just like, what the, like, you could have done so much. I could, I thought of like 50 things to do with it. <laughs> so I was mad. Well, you know? that, okay.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I def. I mean, it's, to me, like I said, it's my number one because I think the experience mm-hmm. of reading – I was a, I was actually nervous to read it. I was nervous it was going to be too scary for me. I don't know why. I, I had a lot going on in my life. I remember very distinctly when I bought it, when I read it, and it just like just floored me. Floored mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So good. So good. Okay. My number three is Wonderland. Which is, I just recently read it, and this came out, I think, like 2014 ish. Yeah. And it was when it came out on ebook only, and it just recently was re released on. Paperback and audiobook, so loved it. Uh, Harry, uh, why do I keep wanting to do that? Hannah Mary McKinnon talked about it on the last episode, so this is a high level. Vanessa Castro is a uh, homicide detective who is now moving out of Seattle and taking a new job in Seaside, Washington, which is a small beach town where they have this amazing amusement park, Wonderland. Um, where she thinks it's going to be a great place to raise her young son and teenage daughter. And then she's now the town's new deputy chief of police. And as soon as she gets there on her first day, things start going awry at Wonderland. Um, she's dealing with a lot of political pieces because, like, Wonderland is a big moneymaker and they kind of run the yeah. town. So she's like, I'm not going to play everyone's games, all of these different things. Um yeah, so uh, and you can listen to the last episode to hear more about the description from Hannah Mary McKinnon. My thoughts are is that I thought this one was really fun. It was twisted. Uh-huh. I really liked that I felt like I was in Seaside, and there is an amusement park up here that I pictured during – while I was reading it called uh, – I think it's called like not Sun Splash or something something like that. Okay. And it's like when you're going – when you're driving between – to. Uh, Seattle and Tacoma. You pass this amusement park off the side of the highway, and so that's what I had in my head. And so it was just kind of fun of like, and it's. I think that the the way where the Wonderland actually is is closer to the water. But either way, it just gave me like so much, so many good vibes. I loved it. I loved that it was super creepy with the clowns. Yeah, I was like, uh, are we not
0: going to talk about the clown? Yeah, we're going to talk about the clown
1: museum, which was like like, honestly, uh, uh, what. And then it was just, like, a lot of – just a lot of twisted stuff that happens, like, in this Mm -hmm. book. It's really – it's dark and gritty, and Vanessa is, like, dealing with all of these different political things, and she's, like, uh, finding out, you know, uh, who she can actually be friends with in the town, who she can trust, and it's just really great. So So, that is number three, Wonderland, definitely recommend.
0: I agree. I loved Wonderland, like, despite – the clown museum, Even though <laughs> that like literally ruined my life. I still enjoy it. It's so but good. It's so good. Yeah, it's good. It's cool. just there's a clown museum. Okay. Yeah. My number two is the only one left. Um, Ooh. I just talked about it last week, but maybe you didn't listen. Maybe all you care about is this episode. So <laughs> I'll tell you about it again. Um, but if you want to hear more detail, um, I did talk about it in episode thirty-four. So. This book is about the Hope family that was brutally murdered in the 1920s. Everyone dies except for Lenora, who survives. And she's like, no, nope, it wasn't me. I survived, but I didn't kill them all, probably. And then she never leaves her house again. And no one ever sees her again. So her story turns into like this creepy legend where people are like, yep, she murdered a whole family. Um, and now it's in the 80s. Lenora needs a caretaker because her nurse disappeared in the middle of the night. And Kit's like, okay, I'll do it, I guess. And so she takes the job. She finds Lenora, who is confined to a wheelchair. She can't talk. She can't move except for her left arm. And that's how she communicates is she um, taps on a typewriter. And she's like, hey, I want to tell you the story of what really happened. And Kit's like, okay. But she doesn't really trust her, obviously, because why would you? Um, Loved it. That's why it's my number two. I loved the Lizzie Borden vibes. Mm-hmm. I love the atmospheric setting. I loved the creepy house. I loved the plot. I thought Lenora was a great character. Loved Hope's End. It was a perfect dra- backdrop for unreliable car- characters. Yeah. Um, the all the characters were awesome. I went through it super fast. It was just it was so good. I. Yeah, it's my second favorite. I almost put it as my first favorite, honestly, but then I was like, wait, no. Um, but I loved it. <laughs> if you love creepy setting, if you like twisted characters, if you like an amazing ending, then The Only One Left is my number two. That is fantastic. I love the little um poem that goes with it. I know. It's Hope
1: took a rope. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> All right. My number two. This book just makes me so happy. It's The Butcher. Yes. <laughs> um, I talked about this book in depth in episode number five, but I will give a bit of an update here. So a rash of grisly serial murders plagued Seattle until the infamous Beacon Hill Butcher was finally hunted down and killed by police chief Edward Shank in 1985. Now, some th- 30 years later, Shank, is retired and widowed, is giving up his large, rambling Victorian house to his grandson. Son Matt, who he helped raise. Settling back into his childhood home and doing some renovations in the backyard to make the house feel like his own, Matt, who is a young and up and coming chef and restaurateur, stumbles upon a locked crate he's never seen before. Curious, he picks the padlock and makes a discovery so gruesome it will forever haunt him. Faced with this deep, dark family secret, Matt must decide whether to keep what he knows buried in the past, go to the police, or take matters into his own hands. Mm. Meanwhile, Matt's girlfriend, Sam, has always suspected that her mother was murdered by the Beacon Hill Butcher, two Uh years after the supposed butcher was gunned down. As she pursues leads that will prove her right, Sam heads right into the path of Matt's terrible secret. Yes. Just like- Yes. I just love this book. I do. Yes. Because- I don't know what it is for me. I don't know why being in the mind of a serial killer, and it's not, probably not all of them, at least like this gives me the same kind of vibes as like Samantha Downing's for your own good. Like I just found like they were funny. Like they're hilarious. Like their thought process is just like, wait, wait, what are you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Plus, you know, old man vibes. So I loved it. I think this was, is so good. One of my favorites. This is just like a great little, It's not, I mean, it's kind of a mystery, but it's not a mystery. It's just a great story. It's just a great story. And I just have a lot of fun with it. And again, if you, with all of Jennifer's books, she always goes dark and gritty. And there's a lot of that in here, too. So I really enjoy it. Love it. it.
0: Yeah. I have to read it soon.
1: You really do. I love it. And I really want to hear your opinion. And if it's not that you love it, then I can't be friends with you anymore. Okay, (laughs)
0: great. I won't be reading it right now then. I'll read it later. (laughs) Okay. My number, number one. one Riley Sager book is "The Last Time good. I Lied." Oh yeah, no so good. Um, so this book is about a painter. Her name's Emma, and her child experiences at summer camp. So she was at Camp Nightingale as a child, and three girls from her cabin disappear. And no one finds them. The camp is shut down. And years later, the owner of the camp decides to reopen the camp and invites Emma back to be a painting instructor. So... Um, that's pretty much the plot. She, Emma asked to be put back in the same cabin, which I'm like, I guess, uh, that her <laughs> friends disappeared from. And now she's in charge of three new girls who she starts to become close to. And she's not only at camp to teach, but she also wants to find out more about her friend's disappearance in the past. She starts to find a couple clues, um, but then stuff starts to happen. And oh my goodness. so it, it's so good. So pretty much, this is kind of a spoiler, but not really. Um, once she gets there, s- there's another disappearance, and now yeah. everyone thinks Emma is involved. And so they're like, Emma, what are you doing? Like, you're you came back because I mean, already you're coming. Why are you coming back if you had a horrible experience? You know, that's kind of weird. Yeah, but yeah. no. So she, yeah, she comes back. She's like trying to figure out what happened to her friends. It switches between the past and the present. The summer camp vibes are amazing. Like I worked at summer camp, and so I could picture every single thing—the uh, okay, ambiance, okay. the atmosphere. It was very easy to imagine. Like it was on point. Everything that he wrote, and the ending is literally the most shocking. Like, I still to this day, I'm I've never been that surprised, except for Dude. maybe like two other books. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I was shocked. I was literally so shocked. It wasn't what I thought was going to happen, so I highly you know, recommend it's,
1: it. I feel like okay. So when when we talk, I've seen like all these rankings of Riley's mm-hmm. books, you know, a, t- a ton of times, and this mm-hmm. one's always at the top. And I'm always like, yeah. did I not read the same book? Like, I don't. I'm like, I I I don't remember what the twist is. I, I remember a lot of the other it's, ones you talked about. I like remember my the mind twist. is this like, one I don't. I think so I need shocked. to read it again because I feel like yes. I, I'm
0: missing something. I'm missing oh something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, maybe you skipped the epilogue and then you missed the whole.
1: Oh, maybe. Twist. I don't know. Because also, it is I like believe Next Level. I think I read it on audiobook while I was playing Animal Crossing. And at that time, I sure. was also like zooming through books. So I think For I just sure. didn't pay close enough attention. So, anywho, um, that's oh, my story with that book. But it's my I, favorite. You're making me want to read
0: it again. It is. Like I just can't say enough good things about it. The everything about it's amazing. Like I, st- I want to reread it again for the first time. I want to have that moment, but I never can, which is a real bummer. Yeah, but you I hate can. When that happens. So uh, yeah. yeah, maybe I could. Yeah, um, yeah. or listeners who also can't do it. I think also
1: because you have summer camp experience. Yes, that also plays a big factor. I did not, so I also so you're like, like don't oh, care. Meh, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, so maybe that's part of why for me it was that's like, that is true. Yeah, that is a good point because yeah. I definitely did work at summer camp for two years, and I'm like, <laughs> I can imagine it all. <laughs> You're like, I feel yeah. this, I feel this in my bones. Yeah, that's so great. Yeah, okay, I could feel the humidity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the thing. There's no AC. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Okay. Yep. Number
1: one for me from Miss Jennifer Hillier is Jar of Hearts. Woohoo! Oh my gosh. Look. Oh, this book effed me up, man. It is mm-hmm. so good. It mm-hmm. is so dark, gritty, mind blowing, twisted. I didn't see the end coming. So well plotted, emotionally gutting, incredible. Just I want to be like Lady Gaga, just like legend in the, is the moment, <laughs> all of these things. <laughs> yeah. That is what. Uh, jar of hearts is for me. So I'm going to read the description of it. When she was 16 years old, Angela Wong, one of the most popular girls in school, disappeared without a trace. Nobody ever suspected her best friend, Georgina Shaw, also known as Gio, now an executive and rising star at her Seattle pharmaceutical company, was involved in any way. Certainly not Kaiser Brody, who was close with both girls back in high school. 14 years later, Angela Wong's remains are found in the woods near Gio's childhood home. And Kaiser, now a detective with Seattle PD, finally learns the truth. Angela was a victim of Calvin James, the Uh. same Calvin James who murdered at least three other women. To the authorities, Calvin is a serial killer, but to Gio, he's something else entirely. Back in high school, Calvin was Gio's first love. Turbulent and often volatile, their relationship bordered on obsession from the moment they met right up until the night Angela was killed. For 14 Uh years, Gio knew what happened to Angela and told no one. For 14 years, she carried the secret of Angela's death until Gio was arrested and sent to prison. And Mm -hmm. while everyone thinks they finally know the truth, there are dark secrets buried deep. And what happened? That faithful night is more complex, and more chilling than anyone really knows. Now the obsessive past catches up with the deadly present when new bodies begin to turn up, killed in the exact same manner as Angela Wong. Yeah, it's... I just, like... Mm -hmm. it So, I don't have words. I don't have words. It's just so good. I feel like everyone, if you ever... Have been like I really want to read like a gritty, a dark, disturbing, unsettling thriller. Mm-hmm. This is this is one. This is the one to go with. It's so good.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I love Jar Parts, and the ending mm-hmm. is so like,
1: ugh. oh my god, the ending <sighs> is just. Wow. It, I think I remember. I remember reading this because we read it for the first time in like, um, I think it was like 2020. I think when I read this, and it was a. Uh, oh, a book club pick for this online um book club Uh that I'm in and I was like yes okay definitely gonna read this is based in Seattle awesome uh you know thriller and then I remember getting done with it and just being like holy shit yeah like what did I just read like that was wow so yeah next um yeah I'm not really reviewing it really well other than telling you guys you just have to read it because it's so damn good
0: (laughs) it's so good I agree I agree with you yeah. Same page. So, so anyway,
1: those are our, our um, tier rankings, our rankings of our favorite books from our favorite authors. Yay! Yay! Um, And you really, honestly, you can't go wrong with any Riley Sager or Jennifer Hillier book. Like 100% you yeah. can't go wrong. With Agreed. All. They're so. all
0: 4.5. They're all above. excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. So, so go get them yeah. all or at least one. I would say yes. personally, don't start with our number one because then you'll be like, it doesn't get yeah. better, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So start so with I like think, our number three or four. Yeah.
1: Or seven and then read or them seven. all. Except that's, I will that's say true. for mine, read Creep and then read Freak. I read Freak before I read Creep, which I think mm-hmm. is what caused it to be like kind of reverse for me. Um, but still super, super good. Um, And if you do read them, please reach out to us on Instagram. We want to talk to you about this. Um, Especially, I really want to know if you read any of these suggestions from Jennifer Hillier. I want to know which ones you like the best. And if you Mm -hmm. have already read them, I want to know which one is your favorite as well.
0: So you can find me on Instagram at Olivia Day Writes. And you can find me at Thriller Book Babe. And you can reach out to the podcast at Thrillers by the Book Club Pod. So do that. Do it. Do it. Do it. it.
1: And kill some time, read a thriller.
0: Bye. Bye.